Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Show, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Sanders. 
you will also be able to sign up for my empowerment newsletter, which I would encourage you to do. It's called Empowerment Breakthrough, and it goes out um, to people all around the world with insights, strategies, breaking news, developments, and all of the great things happening within my organization. So, again, sign up for that right there on the homepage as well. And you will also find a link to my books. I have written 11 books. And for the sake of time, I won't go into all of them because all of them could be my favorite and we could spend a whole episode just on that. But um, I would like to recommend one resource to you. I just released my 11th book, uh, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. For those that know me well, they know that faith is such an anchor and a pillar in my life and, more importantly, prayer has been a very strong pillar in my life for many, many years. And, you know, the thing that's always so fascinating, uh, people, they love the work I do. They respect my ideas. They respect me as a thought leader and an influencer in the world. But one of the things that people are very, very drawn to has been my prayer life and the power of prayer in my life. And for a very long time, people have been telling me, you need to write about prayer Nobody knows prayer like you. We've never seen anybody that prays like you, uh, and we feel like it could serve the world in a big way. And I was like, I don't know if I want to write about prayer. I don't know if anybody would be interested in reading about prayer. You know, I, I normally write about leadership and the soul and all different topics, identity. I've never really written a book on prayer, and I felt like it was time to do it. And so I just released this book, and let me tell you, some of the stories that I have already heard about how this book is transforming people's lives, shifting their paradigms, changing their perceptions around prayer and spirituality, it has been absolutely amazing. What is this book about? Pressure is a book about understanding the value of development and understanding the necessity of development in order for you to give birth to your prophetic destiny. All of us have a prophetic destiny. There is a prophetic destination that God has for our lives. But without prophetic development and engaging that prophetic process, we'll never get there. And so in this book, I really delve into um, the necessity of prayer, what was the original intention for prayer, uh, what is prophetic intercession, why is fortitude required to embrace your prophetic future, and so much more. What I know for sure is that this book will shift your paradigm around prayer and empower you with the tools and strategies to not just prevail in prayer, but to give birth to your prophetic destiny and to manifest those unborn realities that want to be um, expressed through the vehicle of time. And so you can get a copy of Pressure, um, Amazon, Kindle, Nook, uh, Barnes & Noble, all of the major book distributors have access to the book, and I know it's going to be a great benefit and blessing to your life. I think it would be a great stocking stuffer this year if you just want to invest in yourself or your family and spark a spiritual revolution in their lives. This book will definitely do that. So thank you so much for those that have already supported and Definitely let me know what you're getting out of the book. Leave a review for the book because all of that helps us as well. And finally, before we go into a quick commercial, um, 
don't forget, if you've ever gotten any value out of this podcast whatsoever, do me a favor. Go right now in the Apple Podcast app or the Spotify app and leave a review. It's very simple. Um, Your review is important because, number one, it helps me gauge your interest and how you're enjoying the platform and the show. And then secondly, it gives other people the opportunity to uh, learn about your experience and how you've been impacted by the program. And then thirdly, it helps in terms of certain data and analytics so that we can get greater visibility for the show in the days to come. So thank you in advance for taking just a small moment to leave a review and to help us with this podcast. I believe it would be very beneficial uh, for others that are looking for empowerment in their lives. So what I want to do, I want to take a very, very quick break, and we want to jump into this topic. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jamel Sanders Show, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So we've been in the middle of this series um, called Letting Go, and we briefly introduced it, um, Embracing a Life of Freedom. And so we didn't get nearly as far as I wanted to get last time, so I wanted to delve into this again. Uh, But I hope that you will really listen to this and take note of it because I believe it's going to be important for your life and your journey. I am certain that freedom will always evade the life of a person that refuses to embrace it. And not only that, embracing this freedom requires exposure. It requires a great deal and degree of vulnerability. And what I've discovered is that a lot of people are afraid of vulnerability. They don't like it. You know, I did a course Um, several years ago now, an authenticity class, and it was a global class, and I did it for a month, and um, the feedback I got from it was unbelievable. So many people, their lives were changed. They had huge epiphanies and aha moments because so many people are just not living an authentic life. And so if you really want to embrace freedom, you got to be willing to expose yourself, bear your soul, be vulnerable so that you can get to the next place in your life. As we come to the end of 2022, you must make the conscious decision to let go of everything that is limiting your growth and standing in the way of your greatness. You know, so many people are... Uh, starting to talk about resolutions, and anybody that has listened to this podcast or followed me, you know I don't do resolutions at all. And a lot of people don't need to do them because they make them every year. They never accomplish them, and it just cycle in their lives, a cycle of nothingness, because nothing plus nothing still gives you nothing. And so every year is just a repeat of the year before. They make all these mantras, this is going to be my year. They have all these slogans. 
They have no plan, no strategy, and so they just continue to get the same results over and over. And so it's, this year is really going to be different for you. It's not going to be about resolutions, but it's going to be about you um, going out with the old, embracing the new, and closing some chapters in your life once and for all. You know, if it's one thing I know for sure and one thing I desire everybody to know is that there are some chapters that you got to close in your life for good. There are some rooms you got to put the padlock on and never revisit them again because what we don't understand is that what we revisit, we, we revive. Write that down. What we revisit, we revive, and there are a lot of things that we keep bringing back to life that we need to let die once and for all. And so you're not going to move forward in your life until you put these things to rest. And there are some things that you got to put to rest uh, before you go out of this year. You must be willing to let go of wanting to be right and instead embrace the right to a life of freedom. Every person has a right to live a life of freedom, but not every person will embrace it. What we must understand is that freedom has a price. And not everybody is going to be willing to pay the price for freedom in their lives. Freedom is available to you, but you must be willing to fight for it. You know, one of the things that I know to be true is that we don't get in life what we fantasize and dream about. We get in life what we have the courage to fight for. And a lot of people are not willing to fight for freedom. We'll fight for superficiality. We'll fight for other people. We'll fight for cycles. We'll fight for mindsets that we need to let go of. We'll fight for unhealthy and toxic emotions, but we won't fight for our freedom. And I believe part of it is because we don't believe that we deserve the freedom. And so we stay in the bondage, we stay in the cycle, and we never experience the quality of life that we were intended to experience. When you refuse to fight for your future, you forfeit your future. And there are a lot of people that are forfeiting their future every single day of their lives. They're living in this constant loop of repeat. And as I often say, repeat leads to regret. And so if you want to reverse a cycle in your life, you have to renounce something. So what is it that you need to renounce so that you can reclaim the moments of your life? I want you to write that down. What is it that you need to renounce in order to reclaim the moments of your life? One thing I know to be true, this is I can only speak from my personal life and my story, is that when you continue to talk about your past and you frame your world in prophetic restrictions, you cannot give birth to new prophetic realities. So many of us talk so much about the past that we don't allow the present to live and we don't give the present the power that it desires to have in our lives. If you heard me say before, now is the most important moment that matters in changing your life. Not yesterday, not last week, not last year. We don't have the ability to go back and change the past, but we do have the ability to own the present. And you have to make a decision, are you living in your past or are you going to embrace the excuse me, present moment and do something meaningful and significant with your life. What I know is that you were not created to live in bondage. Let me say that again. You were not created to live in bondage. Unfortunately, though, most people live in captivity because that is the only reality they have ever known. You know, as I have done my work and as I've helped people do the work over the years, as you begin to listen to 
that are internal dialogue, the internal conversations that they're having with themselves and they've been having for decades, you realize that their whole vocabulary has been a vocabulary of victimization. They don't even have a vocabulary of victory. And so one of the things, if you want to get unstuck, there are some things you got to unlearn in your life. Write that down. If you want to get unstuck, there are some things that you are going to have to unlearn in your life. And as I was doing my work, you know, I wrote a book called Upgrade Your Mind. If you haven't read it, I would encourage you to get it. It came out years ago. But one of the things I talk about in that book, it's not enough for us to just say, positive vibes and think happy thoughts and think positive thoughts. What we don't realize is that your mind is a garden, and whatever you plant into the garden of your mind is going to grow, whether it's positive or negative. Your subconscious mind does not know the difference between a positive and a negative thought. All it knows is to take what you put in it and to produce. And so we're saying think positive thoughts, but we have decades and generations of weeds and toxic thoughts and emotions and psychological constructs and limitations that have defined us, and we think because we put a few positive thoughts on it that it's going to change our lives. No, you got to uproot those things from your life. you got to unlearn them so that you can begin to get your life unstuck and move in a different direction. And it's not enough to think. You've got to begin to not only uproot, but you've got to replace those thoughts with the right thoughts so that you can get the right outcomes. A lot of times uh, what we don't understand is that those things have occupied serious mental real estate for years, decades, some of it is generational uh, patterns and pathologies that have been in our family uh, line for a very long time. And so it's going to take more than thinking positive thoughts. You're going to have to do some deep work, and you're going to have to do what I call psychological revolution. You're going to have to totally transform your thinking in that area. A lot of people want to be free, but they don't understand that your freedom it not only begins with a decision, but it also necessitates the development of your mind. Write that down. Freedom begins with a decision, but it necessitates the development of your mind. And so a lot of people hear me today, I sound deep and powerful and prolific, but what they don't understand is you're hearing, I had to retrain and reprogram my mind to think victorious. I had to retrain and reprogram my mind to think like a conqueror, to think like a winner. So there's a lot of work that had to be done. You don't just do this overnight. You don't just wake up and everything is different. you got to put in the time and do the work. And as I tell people, the development of your mind is a lifetime process. Write that down. The development of your mind is a lifetime process. You're not going to do this in two weeks and be done. This is something that has taken me um, decades to do and still doing on a consistent basis. Why? Because um, if you replace, but if you remove but don't reinforce, you will repeat. Write that down. If you remove but do not reinforce, you will repeat. And so we remove certain things, but we don't reinforce the right thoughts, the right thought patterns, the right belief systems and constructs. So guess what? We go back and we start repeating the same cycle. You're never, your mind is never 
empty. Your mind is never idle. There's always something that is being deposited into your thinking pattern and process. Um, the world around you is projecting images, ideas, suggestions, uh, philosophies. I could go on and on. You're being presented with that on a daily basis. And so you can't say, oh, I did, I did that 15 years ago. Well, since then, 15 years of data and information has come into your mind. And if you are not consistent in not just removing but reinforcing the right things, you're going to be in that same pattern again. And so I can't say that. You know, when I start talking about the mind, I could stay there all day. But we choose captivity because in a world without options uh, and obscured vision, oppression looks appealing. Let me say that again. We choose captivity because in a world without options and obscured vision, oppression looks appealing. And so as I've discovered in my own life and through conversations over the years, a lot of people, that's all they know is oppression. That's all they know is bondage. That's all they know is these certain triggers in their lives, psychological buttons and triggers and things, because they, they've never known another way to live. And so you have to be indoctrinated and exposed that there's even a greater reality or possibility for you. In other words, activity, when we allow our past to be become bigger than our futures. It is when we choose what is familiar over the great unknown. So many of us are afraid of the unknown. We are afraid of a life without trauma, without bondage, without scars, without emotional wounds and limitations and self-limiting beliefs and psychological construct. We don't know another reality. And so the, the, the thought of that is so crippling and uh, debilitating for so many people, but you can live a different life. You know, it reminds me of a scripture that says, Behold, I do a new thing, and it shall spring forth suddenly, though you cannot see it. In other words, it's unfolding. There's a new thing. There's always a new that wants to unfold in your life, but you have to be willing to let go of the old for that new to emerge. And so what we don't realize is that this entire journey is about emergence. It's about you becoming the greatest expression of who you were created to be, but you have to be willing to let go of the things that no longer serve you to embrace that life. Captivity is appealing because we have allowed history to make us its slaves, and we have not had the courage to embrace healing. We have lived in that history so long that we uh, have not had the courage to embrace healing, to know that there is a greater possibility or reality that is available to us if we would only renew our minds to a new possibility and way of living. We want liberation, but we are not willing to engage the battles that will bring about emancipation in our lives. We know that the more... Um, that the war for wholeness in our lives is one that we must all engage and be willing to fight and prevail for uh, progress in our lives. I always say there are no breakthroughs without battles. And so you've got to be willing to fight the battles, engage the battle, and not just engage the battle. You've got to engage the battle and ultimately win the war if you want to experience a different life. The problem is that we want sympathy, but Sympathy only keeps you in slavery. So many people want pity. 
They want people to feel sorry for them. They want to play the victim, woe is me, tell their sad story. And the reality is that you can keep playing the victim, you can keep saying woe is me, you can keep telling a story, but it's keeping you enslaved, it's keeping you in bondage, and it's robbing you of the life that you were intended to live. Responsibility ushers you into new realms and new possibilities for your life. So we can't keep rehashing the past, but we can take responsibility for our lives, and we can embrace new realms and new possibilities. The courage to interrupt the pattern creates the opportunity to embrace your true power. Let me say that again. The courage to interrupt the pattern creates the opportunity to embrace your true power. And so what I want you to do, I want you to get to the place of understanding your true power and owning that power because that's where you begin to live life at its best. When I think about my journey, and people see me today and they admire and honor and respect the work that God is allowing me to down the world and to touch people's lives. What they don't realize about this journey is that I had to do the work and I had to tap into my true power. And it's not an easy process. You've got to be willing to let go of some things. You've got to be willing to be broken. You've got to be willing to be cut in discomforting places, because if you are going to emerge as the greatest expression of who you were created to be, you got to be willing to release the weights that stand in the way of the wholeness that God has always intended for your life. And if we want to soar, if we want to be elevated to that place that God intends for our lives to be, you got to be willing to be emancipated from some things. And so, in other words, an authentic life requires you to become skilled in the art of letting go. If you want to live authentically, there are some things that you are going to have to let go in your life once and for all. Without letting go, you would never know what freedom feels like. Without letting go, you will always live alienated and distant from the life that you have been destined to live. And so a lot of people have great dreams, great hopes, great ambitions, but the reality is is that God cannot entrust you with an incredible future until you are willing to release a horrible past. Write that down. God cannot entrust you with an incredible future until you are willing to release a horrible past. And so there are all of these promises over our lives, prophetic promises, prophetic declarations, prophetic possibilities, prophetic potentialities. But the thing that is standing in the way is your distorted perception of who God has created you to be. And as long as your perception is distorted, you can never discover your purpose. You can never maximize your potential. You can never serve the world in a meaningful way because you're going to always be blinded by possibility blindness and not able to see your life in the state that God desires it to be. Bondage wants to own you. I said this on the last episode. And so if bondage wants to own you, what we have to understand is not only does bondage wants to own you, but cycles want to control you. And I want you to really get that. Cycles want to control. When I talk to people, I know from personal experience that if I look back in certain seasons of my life, 
there were cycles and patterns that were dominating and controlling me. And because of possibility blindness and because of distorted perception, I couldn't see it. You know, normal. That was a way of life. And as I began to renew my mind and live adjusted to a new paradigm, I realized that that was toxic and unhealthy and that I was being controlled by a cycle. And why is control so important? Whatever controls you is constructed through a belief system and paradigm. Write that down. Whatever controls you is constructed through a belief system and paradigm. And so control is powerful. It's powerful because it's not emotional. We think it's emotional, but control has its roots and its origins in the mind. And so it is constructed through belief systems and paradigms. In other words, it is your way of thinking, your way of processing information that creates these cycles of control in your life. And whatever controls you, your narrative, write that down. Whatever controls you scripts your narrative. And so so many people are living in a narrative of victimization, a narrative of powerlessness, a narrative of hopelessness, because they are being controlled by a cycle. And there are so many people that go into physical gyms, lifting weights, doing all of the things that they want to do for natural strength, but they will not go into the spiritual gym and deal with the things that are afflicting and tormenting their soul. And so they appear powerful on the outside with big muscles and defined, uh, you know, bodies and all of these things. But inwardly, they are anemic. Inwardly, they are anorexic. Inwardly, they are spiritually dying because they have neglected the gem of the spirit, the gem of the soul that really needs your attention because your inner world defines your outer world. And so whatever is controlling you, it's scripting the narrative of your life and it's determining the possibilities of what your life will be. Captivity wants to ensure that you live your life adjusted to an old paradigm. And an old paradigm will always restrict you to old seasons and cycles in your life. And so bondage uses your limitations to lie to you and to rob you of what is possible for your life. That's why when you talk to a person, they say, I don't understand. Every time I want to go to the next level, I want to make progress in my life, every step forward, it feels like two steps back, like I keep getting sucker punched or, you know, blindsided or blindsided by something in my life. I don't understand what this is. But they don't understand these are those limitations and self-limiting beliefs that are lying to you and telling you that this is all your life can be and that there is nothing better that can come from your life. Bondage only has one fear, and that fear is that you will realize that you are better than your circumstances and you were made for more. If it's one message that I could get to humanity in my lifetime before I take my last breath and exit out of time and back into eternity, the message I want people to get is that you are better than your circumstances and you were made for more. That's why I don't let people label me as self-help or personal growth and development. I am devoted to a message of empowerment because this self-help era and age has done a lot of harm to a lot of people. We've tried to get people to um, to 
a place of self-help. They don't know the first thing about helping themselves because they have not first healed their souls. But a method of empowerment is different because it not only uh, talks about helping yourself, but a method of empowerment gives you the tools that you need in your spiritual toolkit for transformation and breakthroughs in your life. Bondage fears you realizing um, that you can surmount any obstacle that arises in your life. And so bondage fears you uh, accessing your true power and activating your greatest potential. I want to ask you a question. What ideas have you romanticized that is robbing you of new realms and new dimensions? A lot of times we want to blame systems. We want to blame groups of people. We want to blame circumstances for where we are in our lives, a lot of times we are where we are, not just because we choose to be there, but because of a construct that has been built psychologically that keeps us there. You know, I always tell you on this podcast to be very careful about what you allow to occupy mental real estate. Um, It's one thing for it to be a thought. It's another thing for a thought to penetrate your mind. It's another thing for a thought to be nurtured, fed, and watered in your mind. And it's another thing for that thought to take up residence and occupy your mind. And so you want to be very careful about the ideas that you allow to live in your mind. A lot of people say, you know, yes, Jamel, you're a thought leader, but you're a revolutionary thinker. You don't think like anybody we know. And I say it's because of the work that has been done in my mind to, first of all, get free and stay free and to live in a realm of possibilities. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend uh, some months ago, and they were talking about my ideas and concepts and how I uh, look at the world, and I tell them I, I have debated that over decades. I have spent a lot of time working on my mind being very intentional about what I plan in it and what I allow to take up residence and to occupy mental real estate is so important. And so don't let your ideas become an enemy to you embracing your true identity, especially when a lot of the ideas we have are false and they are rooted in powerlessness and victimization. They're not rooted in the truth of who you are and who you were created to be. Letting go means refusing to live in a narrative that no longer serves you. Let me say that again. Letting go means refusing to live in a narrative that no longer serves you. And so in all of that, I've been trying to get to these points, and I just want to expound on these in the last moments of this show today, okay? Number one, letting go means leaving the past in the past. Write that down. Letting go means leaving the past in the past. It is your reliving of memories that is robbing you of the current moments of your life. Write that down. It is your reliving of memories that are robbing you of moments in your life. As I said earlier in this episode, uh, whatever we relive and rehearse, we revive in our lives. And so there are some things that don't need to be resuscitated. They need to be buried and they need to be done with forever, but we continue to bring it up. 
the only time that your past should have relevance in your life is if this is a teaching moment and this is a principle that you are applying uh, for something that you need to grow, to evolve, to develop, to reach the next level. Other than that, you shouldn't even be visiting your past. As you heard me say, your past is not relevant and it does not have anything important to say to you. So why do you keep visiting it? Why do you keep going there and living there and rehashing the same things over and over again? What we don't understand is that what we think about, we bring about, but more importantly, what we ponder, um, we give permission and license to dominate our lives. What we ponder, what we meditate on, we give those things the power and the permission to dominate our lives. And there's some things that you need to let go of once and for all. It doesn't need to be on your mind. It does not need to be in your view whatsoever. You need to let it go. And so there are some things that you just need to let go. It's hindering you. It's not only hindering your progress, it's hindering your prophetic destiny because you cannot embrace your future if you keep living in your past. So there are some things you need to let go of once and for all. There are even some good things in your past that you need to let go of. It's a season. Honor the season, but don't the memorial to something that has died. Honor the season, but don't build a memorial. I don't want to use the word memorial. Don't build a shrine to a season that has expired in your life. That's the better wording. Don't build a shrine to a season that has expired in your life. There are some people that have built shrines to old accomplishments. You accomplished that 20 years ago. We're not negating what and what you accomplished, but we're in a new season. What are you going to do with this season? What are you going to honor in this moment that's going to help you realize your greatest potential in life? I can't say that. Number two, be willing to separate from relationships that no longer serve you. It's a reality that some people were good for who you were, but they are not good for who you are becoming. Write that down. It's a reality that some people were good for who you were, but not for who you're becoming. And so a lot of times we're crying about spilt milk and why certain things are exiting our lives and we don't understand it. And what we fail to realize is that they were great for an old version of you, but they're not great for who you are. Um, I think about that in my own life as God began to shed different relationships and shift me in different seasons. If I tried to hold on to those relationships in this season of my life, it would irritate me, it would frustrate me, and it would ultimately set me back because they would begin to pull me into old mindsets and old uh, philosophies and paradigms that don't serve who I am today. You know, that served who Jamel was in that season, but it doesn't serve who I have become. And so a lot of times we don't understand it. It's not even personal. It's not about the person. It's not even that the person did something wrong. It's just that you outgrow some relationships in your life, and that's just the reality. And so when you outgrow them, you have to share that relationship, and you have to be willing to make the shift. Um, And if you're not willing to make the shift, you get stuck, and it robs you of so much momentum and growth and evolution and possibilities for your life. Number three, you have to be willing to release the need to be white. You must realize that no matter um, how justified you feel, 
your bitterness is creating the bars uh, to the prison and your hatred is hijacking your future. Let me say that again. Number three, you need to release the need to be right. You must realize that no matter how justified you feel, your bitterness is creating the bars to your prison and your hatred is hijacking your future. You need to master the law of forgiveness. No, it's not easy. Uh, in the natural, some people might not deserve it. But guess what? You have to forgive because if you don't walk in forgiveness, you will keep giving your personal power away. And if you give your personal power away, you're always going to be at the mercy of other people. You're going to live victimized uh, by circumstances, situations, the opinions, the expectations of other people, and you're going to live a miserable life. You have to let it go. You have to let go of yesterday and embrace today. And you have to be willing to let go of today in order to embrace tomorrow. Forgiveness is a lesson we all have to learn in this life. It's not easy. There are some horrible situations and things that happen in our lives that we don't fully understand. But if we don't let those things go, they will hold us in prison for the rest of our lives. And they will rob us of uh, not only moments, rob us of joy and peace and fulfillment and contentment and all the great things that God had for our lives. We'll look back years later and see uh, all that we missed and all that was possible that we never embraced because we refused to walk in forgiveness. Unforgiveness is that poison that we uh, ultimately think that we're creating for another person, but it's the poison that we end up drinking that kills us and destroys our lives. You have to let it go. It's not easy. And let me say this, it's not something you can do within yourself. It takes supernatural strength and power from God to walk in a lifestyle of forgiveness. But you can do it. And I tell you, when you walk in forgiveness and you genuinely let things go and you genuinely love other people, um, it's the greatest freedom that you could ever embrace in your life. And number four, you have to be willing uh, to embrace the right to be free. In other words, your past cannot hold you hostage without your permission. Past can only keep you in prison with your permission. And when you decide to be free, when you decide to forgive, when you decide to walk away, from all of these things in your life, you can walk out of it into an incredible new future. Don't let an old season rob you of the beauty of new moments in your life. The past cannot be changed, but the present can be enjoyed. I want you to get that. We can't change the past, but we can enjoy the present, and we can enjoy the beauty of the moment that we have right now. Um, I believe that you are not truly living until you are liberated. Stop being um, haunted by memories and traumatized by experiences. Dare to break the cycle and dare to birth new cycles of possibility in your life. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself this holiday season is the gift of freedom. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to let go of the old so that you can embrace the new. Let go of the things that are no longer serving you so that you can embrace the life that you've been destined and created to live. Bondage wants to own you. Cycles want to control you. But you have the power to break cycles and to birth 
change in every season of your life. I hope that you have gotten something out of this 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 episode and this little small mini series that we did on letting go because I just felt like this was so important as we go out of the year. You know, a lot of times I listen to people and they're like, I'm letting go of the old. I'm deleting these numbers out of my phone. It's easy to delete a number out of your phone, but how do you release a relationship from your mind? How do you release a relationship from your heart and your soul uh, when that thing has been intertwined to your life for so long? See, it's more than deleting numbers because we'll delete numbers and we'll still find ourselves connected to those same dysfunctional relationships in our lives and those same cycles. And so I want you to really let some things go, do some work um, so that you can get to the place that I know you were intended to be. There's nothing that can compare to a life of freedom, and you cannot really be fulfilled until you're free. So thank you again for the opportunity to serve you and do life with you. I hope you've gotten some value out of this podcast. Um, In case I don't talk to you again before the holiday, I hope that you will have a very Merry Christmas and wishing you a great New Year as well. Um, I'll be back with you real soon, and until then, stay blessed.